Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Fantastic. Okay, grab a seat. My name's Anthony. Um, I um, am part of and I'm privileged to lead with an amazing team here at Ivy who do all kinds of stuff across different sites, but it's brilliant when we all get together and we get to be able to do these uh, fantastic events together, especially over big things like Christmas time. And We've been looking, and we're going to be looking at all of our Christmas services at different times when angels came to different people in that first Christmas story as described in the Gospel of Luke. And every time they came, angels always have to say something. And by now you've probably guessed what it is, but let's have a go anyway. What is it that angels always have to say whenever they appear? Do not fear. Do not fear. Because that's not just because angels are like these amazing scary in a way glorious creatures they're not little chubby kind of babies on clouds but also sometimes because what they say from God can seem a bit scary it can sometimes seem like wow how could that be and that so we can get into fear if we're not careful but the good news is the Bible tells us that if you get into fear you can know that the spirit that is bringing you into fear is not the spirit of Christmas and it's certainly not the spirit of God because there's a famous verse in the Bible, here it is, it says 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, why don't we say it out loud together, God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we're going to look at a very famous story, which we've been seeing already, about the time when the angel appeared to Mary. And of course, he said, fear not to her. And why would he say that? A lot of people would say, I've heard it said, fear is the, is the absence of faith. But actually, I don't think that's true. The more I think about it, the more I think that fear is faith in the what-ifs. Fear is faith that the worst that can happen will happen. So basically fear is you believing something that is not about power, it's not about love, and it's going to send your mind into all kinds of, of nightmare scenarios that are probably going to come true. That's what happens whenever, what ifs, what if somebody I love gets ill, what if I get ill, what if it doesn't work out the way I hope it will. What, what, what if it all just goes out of control? What if, what if? You choose what you put your faith in every minute, every day for the whole of your life and whether you're going to put your faith in fear or put your faith in God. And, it, and basically the two ways in which this happens is you either kind of go back and back away in fear or you lean in in faith. And we say we have faith in God because God is so big and so good and so full of love. We never have to be scared of him. We never have to be scared of what he invites us into. So if that's the case, why do we? Why do we back away? Why do we get in fear? I'm going to give you two answers to that. And they come right out of Mary's story. And earlier we had an amazing piece of acting involving many people from the Ivy staff and a few other people too. Wasn't that fantastic? And there were many stars of that story, including some stars. 
But there was also somebody who is at the center of what we're looking at today, and that was Mary, played by the one and only Aoife. So I'd like us to welcome, to uproarious applause again, Aoife back onto the stage. Here she is. Yes, Aoife. So, I'm going to read Luke 1.26 says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. We'll get an angel on later, but I just wanted you to picture what's happening. This is happening back at home. And, and as I say, an angel can be quite a scary thing to happen. And it's interesting how Mary responds. It says, She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Now, is she excited by that? Well, no. What I'm going to ask, ask her to do, and I'll ask you to do it too, actually, is to do a face that describes what the Bible says was going on with Mary. Okay, verse 29 says, confused and disturbed. Look at the acting. Isn't that amazing? Turn to the person next to you and do your confused and disturbed face. Mary is confused and disturbed okay next one ready next face she tried to think what the angel could mean try to think what's your trying to think face yeah very good now why it's because she's really young and because the culture in those days was that somebody else arranged your marriage arranged your life you didn't really get much say in that but she's engaged to a guy called Joseph this is an unbreakable engagement he's a great guy we're going to hear about him at other Ivy services as you come along to those but what do you think she's thinking about as she's looking forward to that special day well she's going to be on on Pinterest all the time isn't she looking at bridal magazines Put that under your arm. There we go. She's going to be planning the big day. She's got her own plans. And then something happens that is incredibly inconvenient to the future that she's got mapped out. So I'm going to need an angel to come up with an interruption. Because this is what happens. An interruption. Have we got the angel, please? Comes with the interruption for her day. But, oh, you don't whistle angels. There we go. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, angel. Yay. There's the angel. See, there can be like times when God comes and he speaks and says something into our life that can seem to us like a total interruption. But, it, but actually, if we can see it differently, it can become instead of an interruption, an invitation. Happens all the way through the Bible. You think about if you know the story of Moses. One day he's looking after some sheep and along comes a burning bush and that... It becomes an invitation, not just an interruption in his day. It's an invitation for him to step in to become a rescuer of other people. A guy called Jonah, one day he's out for a swim and he gets interrupted by a great big fish. And that becomes his invitation to go and do the thing that God has told him to do that he didn't really want to do. So there are times when God will speak into your life. And he will say to you, I want to interrupt your normal life with something supernatural that I want to do. What will you do in those moments? What will you do in those times? If you're open to God's interruptions, you can see them as not just inconvenient, but an invitation. Yeah? What if God takes you something new? See, there's a different what if. There's a what if God does something. What if God gives you an idea? 
what if it's different than the way you predicted or planned, but what if it's something better than that? You know, some of us, you were interrupted at one point. You were going through your life and you, didn't, you weren't a church person. I wasn't. I wasn't a church person. And then somebody invited me to come along. And initially, it, was, it felt a bit like an interruption to my life. But I'm glad I took the invitation because that became, became an invitation to step into a different life with God at the center. Maybe you've come here today and somebody invited you and you never really come to church and it's been like a bit of an interruption, you weren't sure. But I hope you're glad that you said yes to the invitation and I hope that you'll not just see this as an invitation to come to church but actually an invitation to lean into what God wants to say and what he wants to do. So, amazing things start to happen when you start to say yes to God's invitations. The angel says, fear not Mary. Do not be afraid, for you have found favour with God. Which is going to bring about, I imagine, a happy face. <laughs> Show the person next to you your happiest happy face. God wants to do you a favour. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to do you a favour. So Mary must be happy and thinking, wow. God's going to do me a favor. God's going to do something. He's going to like, he, this is going to, maybe he's going to pay for the honeymoon. Maybe he's going to get all kinds of stars to be able to come along to my, my thing. It's going to be a great, big, amazing wedding that I've got planned. And she's getting all excited about that. But then when she finds out what the invitation's to, it becomes something that, that could really put a person in fear because it isn't what she planned at all. What we plan for ourselves sometimes is different than what God has got planned for us. And this is clear in verse 31. It says, the angel says, and now you will conceive and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the most high and he will reign forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. So this young girl who's got a whole life planned ahead of her has it flashed before her eyes. Because everything that she thought was going to happen isn't going to happen the way that she thought it was going to happen anymore. And so she has to, she must have this mixture going on inside of her. We're going to see some real acting here in a moment because she's going to move from honor to horror. This is a whole other level of acting. I hope you're going to appreciate it. Okay, so we're going to move from honor to horror. Oh, come on. I think, I think we need to put the lights up for this because if you're going to do it in anything like as good as that, we need to see it too. So can we put the lights up for everybody, please? And every, if you're able to stand, please stand up. And I first of all, I'd like to see your honour pose. What does honour look like? And then horror. I wish I'd taken a photograph of that. One more time. From honour to horror. Wow, I've been chosen, she's thinking, to be the mother of the Son of God. Can we clap, Mary? Because from now on, if there's any other faces to be done, it's you are the actors. God's purpose was different than Mary's plans. God's purpose was bigger than Mary's plans. God's purpose was better than Mary's plans. Sometimes we think my plans are going to be the best. God says no. Because you can only think about what's possible. God can do what's impossible. God has plans, the Bible says, to bless you, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a bright future. 
That's his plan that he's got for you. What's your plan? He's got a better plan than the plan that you've planned. And his interruptions can become your invitation to step into that plan and, and, and into his purpose, which is way bigger than your plans could ever be. Now, Mary's response is this, verse 34, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Now, that's not doubt. That's stating the facts. It's true. She's just saying, how can it happen? I'm a virgin. Virgins don't give birth to babies. She cannot conceive of how she could conceive. It was inconceivable that she would conceive. But the Bible says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Or another, verse, another version of that says, do not rely on what you think you know. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I love that verse. Because I can rely on what I think I know and you can rely on what you think you know or instead we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts. It's a choice. It's a decision. You've made it many, many times in your life. You're going to make it today. You're going to make it tomorrow and into the future. Mary's like, how can this be? But she's not saying, how can this be? She's saying, how? And she leans in to the promise. She leans in to the invitation rather than backing away in fear. She leans in with a yes rather than leaning back and away with a no. And I would invite you to do that today about whatever it is that God has got, that you kind of think, oh, well, in the past he's done some great things. No, he's got something greater for you in the future. Do you know that? You can look back and you can think, wow, that was amazing. I'll tell you, God's got something better for you in the future planned than you've got planned. God has got something, God has got way bigger purpose than you've yet conceived of. You can't conceive of what he wants to conceive. Okay? You can't, you can't conceive it, but I'm inviting you to believe it. I'm inviting you to put your trust in it rather than back away from it. He's not asking you to do it. You're like, well, I don't know how I can do it. Good. He knows how he can do it. Your job is not to be in charge of the outcomes. Your job is to be in charge of obedience. That's your decision. Will you do what he says? Will you do what he asks? Even if it looks like, I don't know how that's going to be. Has he already got a yes from anybody here today? See, you look at it naturally, you can think, well, how can I forgive that person? It's impossible. How can that, the doctors have said that can't happen. How can it be? How could, how could I have hope for my marriage, for that relationship? How can we repair? It's impossible with people. But you know what the angel said? You're right. It's impossible with people, but not with God, because with God, all things are possible. With man, yeah, absolutely impossible. Never going to happen, can't happen. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. This is not a man-sized job, this is a God-sized job. Nothing is impossible with God. Say that with me. Say it like it's true. If God says something that seems impossible, so good that it can't be true, what you just got is a new truth. Because God said it, and God can do it. You may believe it's impossible. He believes differently. Who are you going to believe? When you can't believe it anymore, believe in him. Believe that he believes he can do it. 
And you're invited to believe it too. With me, it's impossible. With you, it's impossible, but not with God. Without God, it's impossible. With God, it's possible. God is asking you to put your faith and your trust in him. So we can put the lights back up again. Because this is a moment of decision for people. This is a decision as to whether you're going to go with you and what you think is possible and what you can do, or actually you're going to lean into what only God can do in the future. Right now, not just in the future, today. In the, in the challenge and the, and the, the struggles and, and the what-ifs and, the what, and all that. What if God can? What if God can do the impossible? That's a better what-if, isn't it? What if you said yes? What if you stopped saying no? What if you just had enough to be able to say, okay, I'm going to put my trust in him, not in me anymore. In fact, I'm going to back away from leaning in my own understanding. I'm going to lean into trusting him. I'm going to say yes to him. Some of you, you already know God's been telling you something. You've been pretending not to hear. You've been trying to dismiss it. You're looking at the new year. You're like, I don't know what comes next. Good. God does. He knows what's happening. He knows what's going to happen. Trust him. Some people, you know, actually, I've been running life myself. I've been going with my own plans. What about putting your life back in God's hands now and trusting him and trying to do that again? See, the invitation, actually, that the angel brought, by the way, was an invitation to come along to one of the Ivy services, which is a very, very good idea. Because these days, you know the word angel just means messenger? You get an opportunity, if you're already somebody who's part of this church and you love this church and you love Jesus, you get an opportunity today to take one of these and be an angel. To be something that might seem like, oh, I don't really want to interrupt that person. But the interruption can become their invitation to step into the impossible that's possible with God. So I want you to take that. In fact, hold one in your hand right now and just pray for a moment and say, God, is there anybody that you, I already know that you, you, you want me to invite just to, to come along to something at Christmas? It's not got all the details on. There's so many great things happening at Ivy this Christmas. We couldn't get them all on one card. So instead, we just put up the website. But you can find out and invite them. Why don't you come to the carols? Why don't you come to the nativity stuff? Why don't you come with me? And that invitation is not an interruption. It's going to take them into God's possibilities if you pass that invitation on. Or some people... Your yes might be, yes, I'm going to find out more about this Christianity stuff. And we've got a course called Alpha, which helps people with questions to get their answers. And at the back, all you've got to do is sign up and find out more about the Alpha course in the new year. This is the most important question that you're ever going to resolve. Is it true? Is God real? Has he got a plan for you? Does he know you? Is life just random chance? Or have you actually got a purpose in your life? And at the moment, the reason you feel purposeless is because you're not living on his purpose. And you're living according to your plans rather than his plans. And that's why you feel so frustrated. So you go on the Alpha course. Sign up for that, please. The outcomes are not our part. Obedience is. We get to decide what we're going to do. Will you surrender your will? Just like Mary did 2,000 years ago and opened up a life of possibility that was only possible with God. And for some people, maybe this is a first time yes. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to put a hand up high and kind of wave at me. We'd love to give you a book if you want one that we can give you, I've written to help you understand it. But please stand if you're able to stand and we're all going to pray. And I don't know if there's anything that, as you think about it, God's been asking you to believe that seemed unbelievable, that seemed impossible, that seemed inconceivable. And yet God wants you to believe and trust in him.
That's the invitation. Not to work out how. You can ask how, but he knows how. And I love Mary's yes. So if, you, if God's already got a yes from you in some area of your life right now, stick up a hand with a yes. Stretch up high and say, yes, I trust you. I don't understand it all, but I trust you. And I love Mary's yes. This is what she said. I want to invite you to say these words if you believe them and if you mean them. She said, I am the Lord's servant. Say that. Lord, I am your servant. Say it again. See, in doing that, she's reminding herself, I belong to God. I am his servant. I can trust him. I can't figure it all out, but whatever it costs me, yes. Whatever it looks like, yes. Whatever people say about me, yes. Whatever people believe about me, yes. Whether people are for me or against me, yes. That was what she was saying. It was all of those things were involved in her, yes. And then she says one of the greatest faith statements in the Bible, I'm inviting you to say it, as a prayer today. She says this, may everything you have said about me come true. Isn't that an amazing prayer? May everything you've said about me come true. In other words, yes to your purpose, even if it seems like it's a no to my plans. Will you close your eyes for a moment and if you want to, pray that one word at a time. Like we sang Ding Dong Beverly on High, we're going to do this one word at a time. Lord, say this, Lord. Lord God, may everything you have said about me come true. And Lord, because I say that, I have no fear for the future. I've got trust in your purposes. I know that you love me. I give you permission to interrupt me with something that seems inconvenient so that miraculous possibilities become possible. And may everything, say this, may everything you've said about me come true at this Christmas time and for my forever future. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.